Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National Kidney Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-File, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are speaking with Jean Abreu, who is serving her second AmeriCorps term with NCCAP AmeriCorps at the Enrich Excel Achieve Learning Academy in the Wausau School District. So Jean, how are you doing today? I am doing well, thank you. Thanks so much for talking with us today. Jean, could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with NCCAP AmeriCorps? Sure. EEA, which is the little acronym for the school I work at, is an alternative school. It's a, co- a computer-based curriculum. So it's, it's kind of an interesting setup in that students remain in one classroom throughout the entire day, and they're doing their coursework online, and I am there as a paraprofessional. So the AmeriCorps member is helping the lead teacher in the classroom. So that's what I do. Mrs. Winterly, she is the lead teacher, takes care of all the accounting and the grade book and credits and deals with parents and and takes the lead on any kind of behavioral issues. And I am the paraprofessional in the room, so I am also helping to grade work. I help with monitoring student movement in and out of the classroom. I keep track of how much uh, work each student does every day. So I'm I'm kind of the, the engine behind the engine, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> look at it that way. And so it's it's quite a varied day. It sounds like it's been pretty varied, but what would your typical day-to-day service look like then? Well, I arrive at about 7.30 in the morning. Sometimes we have students coming in who have to do extra work. Otherwise, our classroom begins at 8.30. Uh, we have a, a circle talk every morning. So we spend the first First half hour in a circle discussing a variety of things. Then we move into the what we call the apex time, and that's when students are working on courses. There are some intervention classes in between there. Staff are running maybe a reading class or a math class. We have lunch PE block where we have our lunch. We have a 30-minute reading time, which is wonderful. Everyone stops what they're doing and picks up a book. And then a half-hour PE every day. And then the afternoon is more apex time. So I've spent a lot of time working with with the students every day. It's been a lot of fun. That sounds wonderful. And then I know you've been there for two years, so you've experienced a pretty wide range of service experiences due to the pandemic and different limitations and trying to work with students in a lot of different environments. So can you kind of walk us through how COVID-19 impacted the service you did when you first started and how it's changed since then? When I started the AmeriCorps service, we were returning to the classroom with half of the students. It, w- it was like an every other day kind of setting. Half the kids would come on Monday and Tuesday. Half The other half would come on Wednesday, Thursday. So the numbers were very low. So <laughs> we had like eight kids in the classroom, six to eight, and they were all spread out. And so, I mean, relative to working today, it was really quite easy. I mean, there were not many students. We could handle the workload. Our transition times were very uneventful. We're now back to full loads. And so we've got classrooms full. And so there are lots more challenges that way. 
That's great, but it has to be nice to have everybody back all at once and into the buildings. Yes, very much so. And much easier when we were uh, working through COVID, we had a a computer program that allowed kids to, to submit work digitally and we could correct it digitally and give feedback but it's never as efficient as being face-to-face. And were you able to also do any sort of like tutoring or assistance with them on the days they were home? Or was that really difficult to do because of technology barriers? Well, that's what was so interesting. We have something called GoGuardian and there's a chat that's on there. I mean, a live chat. So we could set up just like you and I are talking right now. We could tutor with kids. So that was technology really allowed us to do a lot more than I ever imagined would be possible. You know, when I started teaching, we were still using hand crank mimeograph machines, you know, and so <laughs> so to be able to work with kids online in a face-to-face setting was is really something. That's wonderful. And were there any other ways you were able to connect to the families when they were staggered with their attendance during COVID? We normally had what we call family nights. And so during the COVID years, we would do them online. We'd have little Zoom parties and, you know, we would have packets of like for Halloween, we, we made packets of little cookie monster things you could make, little craft activity. And so families would need to swing by and pick up their bag and go home. And then we'd all get online and do a, some kind of little game or something. So that, that was fun. But now we're back to being able to have people meet. And so this year we did another a little Christmas family night and parents could come in and we were frosting cookies and... I don't even remember what we were all doing. (laughs) It feels like a year ago, you know, it was just a couple months. We were able to bring people in again. That's great. And I can imagine just those connections you make with the students outside the classroom as well, to getting to see them and keep further that relationship. And then have you noticed anything as a result of students being out more, the interference of their learning during COVID on how it's impacted things you've had to maybe help them catch up with or any other impacts? Well, that is a challenge we're facing across the country. Our students, a lot of them are here for a variety of reasons, but anxiety is kind of a, a big one. And so they prefer not to be in crowded situations. So for a lot of them, staying home was, you know, ideal. There are distractions at home, family distractions, technology distractions, and pet distractions. And so that was a big challenge. So our students didn't necessarily move forward as quickly as they would if they were here in the classroom with us. So that that is a challenge. Yeah, I can imagine it's that helping to make up for any learning loss that happened over that last year and a half. Exactly. And then when you're working with the different students, are you more floating around to see what they need assistance on? Do you have like set schedules to work with individual students? No. (laughs) The day unfolds as the day unfolds. So I usually stay put and students will come to me. Uh, Sometimes we'll go over a quiz together or whatever, but they bring their work, turn their work into me. And then I correct the the paper copy that they write on. And then I'm the one who can help open the quizzes and get them moving forward that way. So we also have a a communication line between the three classrooms. I'm a retired high school biology teacher. And so I'm the biology gal. So if a kid in the next door room has a science biology question, I'll just get a little note. Can you see, you know, Joe and meet with him and help him? Sure. Send him in. You know, so we do shuffle students around 
as they need our expertise. That's great. Especially to use your skills and help people find whatever expertise they need at the time. And then, Jean, why did you first decide to serve as an AmeriCorps member with NCCAP? And then what made you decide to serve a second term? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Some of them are (laughs) self-serving. And some of them are not. I am a retired teacher. And so for pension reasons, I cannot work full time at a particular school district. And then I got to thinking, well, now, wait a minute. You know, I know that EEA uses AmeriCorps members. I applied and and because I'm AmeriCorps, that is not working for the district. And so that's perfect. You can be able to use that as a way you can serve the community while being an AmeriCorps member, but also keep working with the students. Exactly, exactly. And it works, it just worked out real well all the way around. And I didn't realize when I stepped into the AmeriCorps program that I'd also be exposed to all of the programming of, you know, the AmeriCorps, you know, we're doing a racial justice series and it's just been very rich. And, you know, we have AmeriCorps meetings every week. And so I've met some wonderful young people and older people like me uh, who are doing just a variety of things in the community. But the other real interesting draw for me was the education grant, because I have a son who has, you know, some student loan debt and doing the AmeriCorps service, I could earn some money to help pay down his student loan. And so that was also a real big draw for, you know, stepping into the AmeriCorps program. That's wonderful. A lot of people don't realize they might know there's the education award that you can use to pay off for tuition or student loans, but that after you reach a certain age, you can pass it down to a family member that they can use it. The people either will pass to their children or grandchildren or another relative, they can use it for their education as well. Exactly. Exactly. So this is a real gift to me as a mother, you know, who's concerned about her son moving on in life and a, a gift to my son. It's fantastic. And then so why did you decide, Jean, to come back and serve the second term? <laughs> well, that's, you know, a couple prongs there, too. First of all, I, you know, it's I know EEA and I, I, I fit in well here. I know the program. They don't have to train me at all. So it would be, I hate to say this, but it would be an easy way to, you know, step into work. And also, you know, earning two years of full-time education grant is really significant. I mean, it'll take care of two-thirds of my son's student loans. Well, that's wonderful. That's a gift I couldn't have given him myself, but through this process, I could. That's just wonderful. And so looking back at the two years so far, what have been some favorite memories or some stories or highlights of your service you could share with us? Last month, the math teacher decided that he would like to do a little field trip to the local skating rink, the indoor skating rink. And so I volunteered to chaperone that and we had just a ball. Some of these kids had never skated before, and so it was interesting. But yeah, it was really, really fun. We were only gone for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, you get to see a whole different side of kids, a very vulnerable side. (laughs) You put skates on kids, and oh my. Uh, Was it ice or roller skating? It was ice skating. Yeah. Even more challenging, because at least with the roller skates, you can have like the, the four wheels under each foot sometimes, but the ice skates, one blade. <laughs> ice skates are one blade, yes. So, But it was really a lot of fun. And by the end of the hour, we had quite a few of them who were quite able to skate. That's great. One of the nice things about working for AmeriCorps is I am like second in command in the classroom. I am I do not have to take full responsibility. You know, I did that almost 38 years, you know, where I was in charge of the classroom. So I was ready to be a helper and not necessarily 
the person in charge. So that has been, I think, a real plus for me. The staff I work with is wonderful. Uh, It's kind of like a family. As I mentioned before, really enjoyed some of the programming that AmeriCorps has offered. You know, the fact that things are recorded and I can listen to them later. But the social justice work, especially last year, this year I'm I'm missing more programming because I'm teaching a, a class in the mornings on Friday. But the programming last year was really powerful and very helpful for me because it was about, you know, racial justice, which is something I've not spent a lot of time studying. Uh, I think that is probably one of the biggest highlights for me is is just the exposure to talks about poverty in Wisconsin and homelessness in Wisconsin and racial justice. That's wonderful. And then, Jean, what are you looking forward to during the rest of your service over the next several months? We always look forward to kind of wrapping up the year (laughs) just because it gets a little challenging come April. You know, the weather is kind of gloomy. Kids are tired. Teachers are tired. So we're all looking forward to spring when we can like take our PE class and go walk around the track and just be outside again. And I will be helping with summer school in an effort to meet all of my hours. And so summer school is always interesting. It's just a half day and not all the students attend. And so, you know, we'll see how that goes. That sounds great. And then do you have some of the students that are participating getting ready for graduation coming up the next month or two? Yes, we do. In fact, I'm not even sure how many seniors we'll have this year, but we do. We have a very nice ceremony. Last year, we did it outside in an effort to, you know, do COVID, you know, compensation. But this year we'll have it probably indoors. And it is, it's it's wonderful. EEA has also started a GED program here. And so we will have kids who were really credit deficient are able to move into this GED program and get a certification. So we've had a number of kids already graduate who never would have been able to if they had to earn the 23 credits. So, so it's become an interesting We've got kind of a graduations all the time now, (laughs) you know, as kids move into that particular program. But the kids who are finishing the EEA uh, program, yes, I think we'll have three or four graduates. And it's really exciting. That's wonderful. And then, Jane, what plans do you have for after your AmeriCorps term ends the summer? Do you know what's going to come up next? I do not. In fact, I've just been thinking about that. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. I could think about a third term. I don't know. We're subbing in a, the public schools. So I'm not, I'm just not sure. That makes sense, especially everything we've been going through the last two years. And I'm glad that AmeriCorps at least has been able to be an answer to help give you some flexibility to continue to reach students during your retirement. It is. It is. Yes. One of the other real benefits of being in AmeriCorps for me as an older person, you know, as someone who's over 60, is I have really enjoyed our team meetings with young people. We have some amazing young people who are members, you know, who are doing interesting work. And and so that was really kind of invigorating or inspiring to me uh, to be with these really wonderful kids. Well, Jean, I just want to say thank you so much for your two years of AmeriCorps service with NCCAP AmeriCorps. Thank you. And just thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time to share your story about how you're continuing to serve students up in the Wausau area. Well, thank you. And it's been a real pleasure. And thank you again to Jean for sharing about her AmeriCorps service with NCCAP AmeriCorps and giving us one more story we can file under service. 
Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast, produced by Serb Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serb Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service, and you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.